Chris Streveler is the hero once again. Denzel Mims actually looks good. And Joe Flacco? Well, not so much. We're talking the Jets' preseason win over the Giants today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, August 29th, 2022, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you for making this show your first listen or your first watch every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll get notifications as new episodes are posted. You'll never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today, our episode is brought to you by the Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance Company. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you see another new background today. I'm once again on the road. So if you're a YouTube watcher, you it's maybe it's entertaining. What's the background going to be every week for John? But we're talking about the Jets 31 to 27 preseason finale victory over the Giants yesterday at MetLife Stadium. Jets finished the preseason undefeated. Actually, the second straight year they go undefeated in the preseason. Last year they were 2-0-1, this year 3-0. That means Robert Sala's career record in the preseason, 5-0-1, to the extent that matters, which is not much. In fact, I saw in the news that Baltimore apparently like hasn't lost a preseason game in something like 7-8 years, so the Jets have quite a ways to go to catch their Week 1 opponent as far as preseason record goes, but who really cares? It's not like you, you win anything for the preseason. I don't even think they give out the Snoopy Trophy anymore, which used to be the award to the winner of the Jets-Giants preseason game. I think that's gone. So you don't even get the, the, the Snoopy Trophy anymore. But the Jets do get a victory. Again, the final score was 31-27 to at MetLife Stadium. And as much as I complained about last week's game, which was really lame, and maybe it's in part because the starters didn't play, I actually thought this game was pretty fun. Once the starters left the field for the Jets, I mean, I think when the starters went there, it was not very entertaining. But once the backups got in there and got rolling, it was it was actually a pretty exciting game. And it's really about development. It's about guys competing for roster spots. And once again, Chris Traveler, the hero of preseason, the Tom Brady of preseason, leads another comeback victory for the Jets. Another game-winning drive. I, what more can you say about Chris Streveler? I mean, I think Chris Streveler probably slept really well last night because we're coming down to cut down day, and he's a guy who's clearly on the bubble. In fact, if you listen to the game, you know, Ian was talking about him, and you, you, Ian and Anthony Backs, they talked to the coaching staff, so they have a good idea. And Ian and Anthony Backs yesterday were pretty much telling him Streveler's not going to make the team. That Mike White, the coaching staff used Mike White as the superior option as the third quarterback. And we'll get into that in a bit. But if you're Chris Streveler, there was nothing more you could do in this preseason because he led three comeback victories in three games. And he finished this game statistically 10 of 13, 96 yards, two touchdowns. And again, 
a comeback victory and looking pretty good in doing it. Strebler is probably not going to make the team. I mean, listen, if if you listen to what the coaching staff is saying, or at least what the people who are around the coaching staff are saying, Strebler is not going to make this team. You know, at best, he's probably heading for the practice squad. And I guess it comes down to, will the Jets want a fourth quarterback on the team? Do, do they think Strebler has shown enough to merit a practice squad spot? And I would say yes. I mean, what more could the guy do? I, I, listen, I'm not out here telling you Strebler is the next... Tom Brady. I'm not out here telling you he's the next Kurt Warner. You know, Kurt Warner's a good comparison because he kind of came out of nowhere. You know, he played in a different league. I'm not saying that, but I am saying there's probably enough there that you could justify continued development in him, even though he is kind of old. And listen, I don't think Strebler is likely to be claimed off waivers by anybody. You know, I see people worried about that, like some team's going to claim him. If some other quarter, if you saw some quarterback who came out of nowhere on some other team, you know, led three preseason comeback victories. If you know Atlanta had like a third string quarterback who led three comeback victories in the preseason, would you say the Jets need to claim this guy? Probably not. I, I don't think it's impossible. Strevler gets claimed, but I, again, there's nothing more he could have done. If he doesn't make this team, and it sounds like he's not going to make this team. He's not going to look back on this with any regrets. And he's put some good film out there. You know, that first game against Philadelphia, if you listened, I was a little skeptical of what he was capable of doing because he really didn't do a whole lot in that, in that Philadelphia game. But these last two games, he's made some pretty impressive throws. You know, the, the game-winning touchdown, I thought it was a ball with really nice touch on it. Uh, you know, had a touchdown to Denzel Mims, who also had a big game we're going to talk about in a bit. What can Streffler bring to the table? I mean, I actually am, like, to the point where I'm, I'm – kind of intrigued. Now, he didn't run a whole lot in this game. He only had one run for seven yards. But I'm to the point where, like, I'm intrigued enough where I feel like maybe Mike LaFleur could come up with some sort of Taysom Hill-type package, because that's really where Strebler is. I mean, Strebler's contribution to this team may not just be at the quarterback position. And if I'm Mike LaFleur, maybe I'm starting to think of a package, if, even if Strebler's on the practice squad. And it's not something I'm going to use week one against Baltimore. It's not something I'm going to use week two necessarily. But if you get to a point in the season where maybe the offense is stalling a little bit, maybe you could use a little jolt. Maybe that's something you work on with Streveler on the practice squad. You call him up for a game or two and see like whether he can add a different element. I think he's earned that. I think if nothing else, he's earned a practice squad spot. Now, we talked about the third quarterback last week. I, through the week, I've said Mike White You know, wasn't impressive. In fact, I've said Mike White the only time I've seen him play well was that game against the Bengals and then that quarter against the Colts. I will say this. Mike White did play well in this game. 13 of 17, 170 yards, two touchdowns, a 146.7 passer rating. You'd like to see that. You know, you'd like to see Mike White. If he's going to be the number three quarterback, you'd like to see a guy. Now listen, the arm's an issue. That's just what it is. And, you know, no matter whether you're dealing with White or Strebler, and, you know, again, I go back to something I've said, if you haven't been listening. But my point has been, yes, Mike White did execute that game plan against the Bengals last year, but he's a limited quarterback. And Strebler's also a limited quarterback. But I feel like with Strebler's rushing ability, Maybe he gives you a little bit more. And with a third-string quarterback, you're not looking at surviving the season with a third-string quarterback. If you're down to your third-string quarterback and you need him to play 14 games, you're in big trouble no matter who you are. But a good third-string quarterback might be able to get you through a game or two. And even though Mike White does have the track record, I look at Strebler. I look at what he brings to the table, especially as a runner, how you can build and design runs for him. I feel like maybe he gives you a little bit more. 
But that said, if Mike White's going to be the number three quarterback, and, you know, listen, don't don't get mad at me. I'm not the one saying this. I'm the one saying Streffler has earned the number three spot. So don't, you know, don't, don't send me the hate mail. But if Mike White's going to be the number three quarterback, you needed a game like that, I think, yesterday to calm your nerves a little bit because Mike White has not been good in preseason to this point. And, you know, it's really difficult to contextualize what you're seeing out there on that field because the Giants really were playing guys who... The Giants didn't play any other starters in this game. So really, you begin the game with backups, and you just get worse and worse. And near the end of the game, you got guys who may not even be on the practice squad because you're cutting down from 80 to 53. And you only get 16 practice squad spots. So not everybody on your 80-man roster right now is even going to make the practice squad. So the level of competition really pretty low for the Jets yesterday, especially a team that began with their starters. So it feels like the Jets kind of had a leg up because the Jets began with starters versus backups. So then next guy's in for the Jets or the second teamers, next guy's in for the Giants or the third teamers. So it's starters versus backups, second teamers versus third teamers, probably third teamers versus fourth teamers. It becomes kind of difficult to contextualize what's going on on the field out there. And you saw a couple of these, a couple of these scenarios which were kind of comedic where the Jets had legitimate NFL players up against uh Giants guys who really aren't in the NFL. I mean, Quan Alexander was playing against Giants third teamers. He goes out there, he looks like Ray Lewis because he's a real NFL player against third teamers. Or Braxton Berrios scored a touchdown where, you know, it was, it was almost like a joke, the, the mismatch that these these are creating. So all this in mind, you know, how much does Mike White's performance mean in the grand scheme of things? Do I have a lot of confidence in Mike White if the Jets need to win a game? No. Now, in fairness, Trevler was playing against those guys, you know, who are very low on the 80-man roster who may not even make the practice squad. So that's a fair point if you want to argue that. But I look at what these two bring. I feel like Strevlers are in the spot. And on some level, don't you want a meritocracy? Don't you want it? the best player gets the job? I think Strevler, despite what White did yesterday, and White did do it against better competition, to be fair, but Strevler, I think, outplayed White during preseason. And as I go back to just go back to this, what more could Chris Strevler do? Nothing. There was nothing more he could have done in preseason. So I guess we'll see what happens. I'm assuming is going to go to the practice squad. I'm assuming he's going to clear waivers. I can't imagine anybody's going to clear. Maybe, I mean, it's possible, but I'd be surprised if Streffler clears waiver. Uh, Streffler doesn't clear waivers, and you know maybe he ends up on the practice squad. But no, nobody will ever be able to take away what Chris Streffler did this August. Chris Streffler earns August, in the words of Iron Eagle. He played phenomenally. Now, head here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll talk about another player who played phenomenally. It's a guy who needed a big game. It's Denzel Mims. What does this mean for him? What does it mean for his trade value? We'll discuss ahead as we continue on this Monday game recap. Of course, we all want to be Chris Strebler. We want to be the hero. We want to be a Jets preseason legend. At the opposite end of that is being the guy who's plastered all over the internet. You don't want to be that guy. The guys at, and the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of the ring, even if you're on a YouTube blooper video because you lost jewelry. No matter if it's lost, stolen, or you can't figure out what happened to it, go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover yourself with the best jewelry insurance in the business. The guys at Brightco are geniuses. They made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so easy that you can get covered in two minutes just using your cell phone. You won't, ha- you won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on. 
I know we all hate insurance, but these guys at Brightco turn the whole experience around, so it's probably probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week. There are no excuses. For five bucks a month, you can get a totally comprehensive coverage, and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. Check it out, bright.co forward slash locked on. And you got to see the videos. I mean, they take you through the scenarios where you turn yourself into a YouTube sensation and not a good YouTube sensation. You embarrass yourself. You know, you try and plan out this elaborate engagement and you're on a boat and suddenly the boat tips over and it rings in the water. You don't want to be that guy. But if you are, Brightco has you covered. Again, it's bright.co forward slash locked on. Of course, with the preseason over, that means the regular season's less than two weeks away. And there are plenty of great ways to get to MetLife Stadium. There's actually a train line that'll take you there. But if you want to drive and you don't have a car, you should learn about Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. And you can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. And they're spread across the US, Canada, and the UK. So it's not just if you want to go to a Jets game, you want to go to a CFL game, you want to go to an English Premier League game. They got you covered. You can book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. You can get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. You can find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from point A to point B. You can test drive that new electric vehicle. You've had your eye on to see how it fits into your everyday life. And many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo, T-U-R-O, dot com. Thank you again for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. This show is free and available on all platforms. Today we're talking about a glorious Jets victory as they defeated the Giants yesterday at MetLife Stadium. The preseason finale, 31-27, to was the final score. And no question about it, Chris Strebler is the number one star of this game. But if you're looking for a number two star, I think it would have to be Denzel Mims. Seven catches, 102 yards. Really nice touchdown grab, a contested catch, um, really a nice job to- tapping the feet in. Denzel Mims finally looked like a player. I was really happy for Denzel Mims. It's been a rough two years for him, and he's really shown that. This is the kind of thing you needed to see, and it's been Denzel, the Denzel Mims experience has been so frustrating, in part because you see he's got some degree of ability. You see he can make contested catches. You see he can make things happen after the catch. You see you see it in flashes, though. You don't see it happen consistently. And that's the... It's, been, it's just been such a frustrating experience. Because you see that there's this is a guy who has the tools to be a successful receiver in this league. And it hasn't happened. And, of course, late last week, he demanded a trade... Or asked for a trade, I guess I should put it. Not demanded. He asked for a trade through his agent. And the Jets put him out there. And, you know, I guess you could say the Jets were trying to showcase him... You, you could. I, I'm skeptical at the idea that he's really increased his trade value because I go back to this. If you're a Jet, let's say there was some guy, some receiver on some other team, let's say Arizona, who would really struggle through his first two NFL seasons, and then dominates the final preseason game against backups, against third stringers, against guys who are going to be on the practice squad, against guys who may not be on the practice squad. Would you suddenly be willing to give up a lot more for him? I, I'm skeptical of the idea Denzel Mims has really increased his trade value. But to the extent he might have, it's just because there's such, so little tape on him out there that just putting some good tape out there, you know, I don't know. Maybe it increased it a little bit. But I don't think this is a case where, you know, some team's not interested. Now suddenly they're going to give up a four. Maybe it reaffirmed a few things. And listen, it's important to keep this in context. Denzel Mims did this against guys who, especially late in the game, really are not going to be 
prominent NFL players this year. So it's important to keep all of this in context. It's, it's important to not act like Denzel Mims is now suddenly Randy Moss, because he's got a long road ahead of him. And frankly, there are lots of things pointing against him. There are lots of things working against him. And you can't take away how unproductive he's been these first couple of seasons. But you could see you could see that this was a motivated player yesterday. This is a guy who's frustrated, a guy looking to get a chance somewhere. So what did the Jets do with him? Well, I go back to what I said last week. If the choice is between Denzel Mims and Jeff Smith for the fifth receiver, I'd be inclined to keep to keep Mims just because I don't think Smith brings a lot to the table. Am I expecting Mims to be a consistent, uh, you know, hundred yard receiver, seven catches a game like he showed yesterday to a touchdown a game? No, but you have to look at skill sets and. I do think Mims brings more to the table than Jeff Smith. And I, I don't see Jeff Smith as like a... If Jeff Smith was, was a special teams ace, I could see keeping Jeff Smith over Mims. It sounds like Jeff Smith's getting, getting a job. It sounds like Jeff Smith will be on the final 53-man roster for whatever reason, if you've been reading about what's going on at training camp from a lot of the beat writers. But I would be inclined to keep Mims. The, the only thing is you got to wonder where Mims's head's at. Because if Mims is the kind of guy who's not going to be happy... If, you know, if he's a guy who's just wants out of here, doesn't want to be around, and is going to be sulking, is going to be disappointed, then I, I think you have to try and get rid of him. I think you have to try and trade him if you can, and if not, then you know you waive him. But if Mims, you know, if Mims can be talked into, then this is going to come down to how much the Jets want to keep Mims around. But if Robert Sala and Joe Douglas can talk to Mims and say, you know, just wait your chance, wait your turn. At some point this year, we're probably going to have an injury. We're going to need you to step up. You'll have your chance to play. And Mims buys into that then I could see the plausible argument for keeping him because he probably is the fifth best receiver on the team. And I don't see a ton of like special teams aces out there as far as the other receivers go. So, you know, again, my mind could be changed. And listen, you can keep six receivers. Maybe you could even keep seven if you felt like you had a lot of good depth. And listen, there were other receivers who played well in this game for the Jets. Uh, Jeff Smith, who I've been critical of, did have three catches, 41 yards in the touchdown. Um, Irv Charles, a couple catches for 18 yards. Calvin Jackson, the game-winning touchdown pass from Streveler. Uh, so lots of good performance. In fact, Jets quarterbacks collectively in this game, <laughs> their numbers were really good. If you if you combine the three Jets quarterbacks, their, their statistical production, they were 30 for 42, 342 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, an 8.1 average per attempt, a 117.4 passer rating. This was a good day for Jets receivers. And a lot of that goes back to the performance of the receivers. None was better than Denzel Mims, though, in this game. And, and I, I just keep saying it, and I think it bears repeating. This is a guy with ability. The question has never been whether Denzel Mims can play. The question is whether Denzel, is there's been something missing? You know, some of the more nuanced parts of the game. Like, I know we all get frustrated at getting lined up correctly, correctly but... It's not that easy to play. These systems are very complex. It's very easy to... It, these guys make it look easy out there. Not everybody's capable of doing it. And route running. You know, Denzel Mims has not developed into a great route runner during his career. What he does have is he has some physical tools that could conceivably be developed if, you know, he's focused, if he's willing to uh, willing to go out there and do what he needs to do. This is a guy who, there's nothing, the only thing standing between Denzel Mims and having a successful career, it's not Robert Sala, it's not Garrett Wilson, it's not Braxton Berrios, it's not Mike LaFleur, it's not Joe Douglas. The only thing that's ever been between Denzel Mims 
and a successful career has been Denzel Mims. I don't know what to make of this game, aside from it again shows that there's something in there. There's something in there that can be developed, but you know we haven't seen it in the two years he's been here for the most part. I mean, there were a couple flashes his rookie year. It's good to see it again, and I hope you know whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else. Denzel Mims is able to channel that ability because that ability is there, and it's there's nothing more frustrating than a player not fulfilling his potential. So uh, it's difficult to say what's going to happen going forward. I mean, my guess is Denzel Mims probably gets traded at this point. There's There are enough desperate teams at the receiver position. Fortunately, the Jets aren't one of these teams this year. You know what's really nice is that the fact the Jets have quality receiver depth because normally the Jets would be the type of desperate team that would just have to roll the dice on Denzel Mims. There's probably some team out there that could use Denzel Mims and... I'm sure that the Jets, if they could, it sounds like by all accounts, would like to keep Denzel Mims. I don't know how hard they're pushing. Robert Salas mentioned this in public, that they think he's one of their best receivers. That you know, Even in the trade request, Joe, uh, the agent of Denzel Mims indicated that Joe Douglas has said they're not cutting him. So the Jets clearly think Denzel Mims is one of their top five, six receivers. Now, he's not one of the top four, but he's one of the top five to six. And injuries do happen. You know, if they if they do believe that, then there's something to the idea of keeping him around. The question is whether Denzel Mims is going to buy into a backup role. And if he's not, then I think you have to move him. But if he is, you know, this game should give you some life a little, at least a little bit. I mean, it's easy to it's easy to go crazy about one preseason game against guys who aren't going to be on the roster. But I will say this: at least gives Denzel Mims a little bit of life, a little bit of hope going forward. And you know, who knows? Maybe there's something. Maybe this is the start of something. My guess is, you know, it's a preseason game. I don't want to read too much into it, but if there was a Denzel Mims redemption story arc, this would be the first chapter. Now, head here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we're going to close out by talking about the starters because the Jets had some prominent players on offense and things did not go that well. What does that mean? We'll discuss as we close out this Monday game recap. Of course, the end of the preseason also means the regular season begins, and that means it's time for daily fantasy. And you might take Patrick Mahomes in the game to throw for more than 320 yards. You might take Derrick Henry to rush for less than 85 yards. Prize Picks has you covered. You can pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks competition, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, it includes Major League Baseball, the NHL, the PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and yes, yes indeed, the NFL. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals, and they are currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at sign up for an instant deposit, deposit match of up to $100. 
This is the Locked On Jets podcast recapping a Jets preseason victory. The Jets beat the Giants yesterday at MetLife Stadium. The final score, if you care about it, was 31-27. to Now, the Jets actually did play their starters in this game, unlike the preseason game against Atlanta. And on paper, it seemed like a mismatch because the Giants were not playing any of their starters. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm not going to lie, the Jets did not inspire a lot of confidence in this game. The offensive starter scored three points in this game. And now part of this was the Jets, the Jets actually moved the ball well early and Michael Carter fumbled the ball away. But you, know, you look at what Joe Flacco did out there. And listen, I don't know what you're expecting out of Joe Flacco if you weren't expecting that performance. Now, I, I, should, I shouldn't say that because Joe Flacco should be able to play well against backups. But it was not a good performance by Joe Flacco. 7 of 10, 76 yards in an interception, in an ugly interception. And you know something? I'm sorry. If Zach Wilson throws that interception, everybody's crushing him, and rightly, and rightly so. It was an inexplicable interception. Flacco was flushed right and throws it right to a linebacker. I mean, it's just a it's it's where Flacco is right now. Flacco doesn't look like he has a deep ball. I mean, every time he threw the ball past ten yards, the ball just sailed on him. You know, maybe maybe he can channel something if he needs to start against Baltimore, but Flacco is what he is, and this is I think this is what you get for playing quarterback backup quarterback bingo is what I'll call it because. Flacco, essentially, the only case for Flacco as the backup quarterback is a bunch of cliches. You know, he's, he's got starting experience. He's got Super Bowl experience. He led the team to a Super Bowl. He's a veteran. No more cliches. Get the guy who can actually play. And Flacco did nothing to calm any nerves in this game. And the Jets will just have to live with this. I think the Jets made a poor decision with their backup quarterback this year, and they'll just have to live with this. The other keynote, I think, was the run blocking was not very good up front. Uh, I'm less panicked about that. In fact, I think this shows you why it was a good idea to get the starters working together in a preseason game. Because you, you look at this, Brees Hall only had five carries for 13 yards. Michael Carter was four carries for 20 yards. The run blocking in particular was really rough. The run blocking had a lot of issues. And I think that this is just a sign these five guys have not played together. I mean, George Fant's been playing left tackle most of the training camp and had to move over to right tackle after Mackay Becton got hurt and Dwayne Brown came in. I think you just have to get used to the fact that it's going to be a work in progress in the early part of the season as far as run blocking goes. These guys have to get used to playing together. And I'm glad they at least got a little bit of work together before the beginning of the regular season because they at least can now look at the film. They can see what went wrong. They can you know try and fix that to the extent they can in practice. But an offensive line coming together is going to take time. And these guys obviously did not have a full training camp together even. So even like when guys are getting together for the first time and they have a full training camp together. Usually it takes a few weeks. It's going to take longer for the Jets. And, you know, run blocking may be a bit of an issue early in the season. You just have to hope that occasionally Brees Hall or Michael Carter is able to break a big run to make up for it. But, you know, there's really no solution when you lose your right tackle and you have to sign a guy in free agency right as, uh, you know, right as preseason's beginning because it puts you behind. And I think you saw a Jets offensive line that was kind of behind the curve yesterday. And I think it's better that they got on the field. As skeptical as I am of, as I am of preseason, I think it's a good thing that these guys at least were able to work together for a quarter, if nothing else, to kind of begin to figure this thing out. And it's going to, again, it's going to be a work in progress. I think by the time we get to midseason, I'd hope to see the Jets run block effectively well. But this game kind of shows you that it's going to be a work in progress. But Unlike the Flacco situation, I don't. I think it's going to get better. Although the Flacco situation will get better when Zach Wilson returns to the lineup. I think maybe the biggest takeaway from Flacco in this game is that 
all this talk, you know, to the extent people were talking about what what if Flacco plays well, does he take Zach Wilson's job? We got a reminder of what Flacco is in this game. That's a guy who you're just hoping you're running to like a turn back the clock game from Flacco if he has to play week one against Baltimore. Because I always feel like every every guy who used to be good at some, at some point has like the ability to summon up past greatness. I think you just have to hope that with Flacco. But this game shows you where Flacco's at in his career, and it's not particularly spectacular. And it shows you the run blocking. It's going to take some time. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. Big shout out to subscribers to the show. If you enjoy this podcast, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive notifications as new episodes are posted. You'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out and helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great Monday, everybody. Because of Cut Down Day, we're going to do the mailbag early this week. So send in your mailbag questions. We'll have a Tuesday mailbag show. Take care.